basics what's going on guys it's your boy Roos. welcome back again to another podcast you know how we do baby podcast and episode or a podcast whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying but today we're talking about jojo's bizarre adventures golden wind episode 38 slash episode 39 the end of part five and you know what golden wind was lit i'm not gonna lie i don't want to say it's completed because it did say finito at episode part five but when I'm on a website named Kiss Anime, it says the next episode countdown is in six days. So if that's a confirmation that there's gonna be episode 40 for next week, then boy, it's a big if. But until then, let's see and let's find out. Now, between the thirty um eight and thirty-nine, it was literally just a rerun, it was literally just a, a little backstory on the truth of what is happening before even Giono had even come into the picture, okay? Now, 38 and 39 highlight um, the death of Diablo, okay? And they talk about how Diablo will never reach the truth, which the truth is, he really never reaches the truth. Um, Golden Wind's requiring ability basically does not allow anyone to reach the truth. So, he basically is alive, okay? He's still alive, don't get it wrong, but um in terms of where he is mentally he's lost okay he doesn't know how he came to where he is now and what's gonna happen what's happening to him it's just that he's 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 it's like he's in another world where the truth will never come out so you see how giono punched him up and he landed at um the sewer which he did in diablo's point of view he landed at the sewer and he went to the sewer and he got sliced by a hobo or so I don't know, is that rude of me to say? I don't know. He sliced by a homeless person that was crazy, that was on drugs. You know, there was an injection on the floor in the sewer. Okay, and there was two other people, but he, you know, it was mainly by like a crazy guy who took drugs and he was screaming, don't touch my jacket, don't touch my jacket. He's just a nuts, crazy schizo guy, like, and he sliced Diablo with the knife and he couldn't move. Okay, Diablo had lost too much blood from the injuries he had taken from Giono and you know, he was mustering the little strength he had just to climb up the sewer um, ledge, just so he can go inside of the sewer. And the fact that he got stabbed by a homeless person, it just killed the whole scenery for him now. Now, at that moment, he was screaming that he doesn't want to die. He is Diablo. And it kind of shows, like, what kind of, like, image I want, kind of, like, you know, a man he sees himself as. You know, he sees himself as a dominant man. No one can touch him. No one can beat him. But just as witnessed, he got his ass whooped by Giorno. He still didn't learn that lesson from when he was injured and just about to die. And clearly, he really did die because at that moment, when he was like, someone please save me i couldn't even believe he even said that line he was then next transferred to a hospital now in that body he couldn't move okay um i think he was going through something called how do i explain it it's something to do with your body freezing up when you died okay like your muscles harden and stuff like that you know you get stiff post morgan i don't know you guys gonna search it um so yeah that goes through him he's still able to see what's going on which is weird because he's meant to be dead but that's the part of requiring abilities that he will never really go through you know he'll never really reach the truth and as the lady was taking out his organs he could feel every single pain until he passed out and then he was then transferred to another place and in this place you know there was moving cars he wasn't even in rome anymore but he was 
sorry, excuse me, he was run over by a car. And just so much events happened to Diablo due to requiring ability not allowing him to reach the truth. And because of it, he's now stuck in a world where everything that happens to him, he is scared. Like he doesn't know what is going on, he doesn't know how to get out of it. And that's a, that's a very tough ability for someone to receive mentally and physically. It's, it must be taxing on Diablo. And I'm not gonna lie to you, throughout the whole time, I didn't see a stand come up from Diablo. So maybe he is dead permanently. It's just that he's not dead in the terms of like, you know, Jojo's world when it's coming to talk about the truth and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they always like to do stuff like parallel worlds and stuff like that. At the end of Fernand, we get to see that um, Giono is now the new capo and we see the bosses kiss his hand do you know what i mean and whatever like the buses do in rome or france or whatever do you know what i'm saying but between 37 38 and 39 um it was basically a backstory on bucciarati now we've seen bucciarati how he was when he met giono but this was before he met giono and he basically had the whole team together and a man came up to him talking about how he wants to pay giono because his daughter died and he's got big big bags for Giono and for sorry for Bucciarati um if he can solve the mystery and how his daughter died and the long story short is um Bucciarati sends Mr to go find the culprit that has a stand which you know forced the lady to kill herself and he meets the sculptor who um says that his stand is basically a stand he cannot control, but his stand can tell the fate of the future. Wherever the stand carves itself into, and if someone touches it, that's the future that is going to, you know, happen in the future. Does that make sense? That's what's going to happen in the future. I believe you guys understand that. So, you know, it, you know, Mister's um, going throughout the whole episode trying not to get Butrati to touch it, and Butrati trying to run away from this whole big stone throughout the whole episode which he successfully does he gets away and he doesn't touch the stone once um as mr grabs the stone because there's an episode there's a part in the episode where he's falling up from the window trying to you know get rid of the stone um and not allow this big boulder to touch butchrati um he grazes it against the wall so he's at a skyscraper and he falls out the window let's say seven story building and he's holding the big stone in his hand okay the big boulder he's grazing it against the wall as it's falling down and you know it's breaking into pieces and whatnot it crashes down buff and it turns into dust that's how they were able to destroy it it had to take in it had to take form in a different shape or it had to be destroyed and i think in this episode it just got destroyed okay episode 39 it just got destroyed now um there were no more in danger but as the sculptor stands he knows the best thing about it do you know what i mean now that the sculptor um, um boulders stand had broken it took shape into a different thing when they left do you know what i mean like it it re-sculpted itself to a different thing and what it re-sculpted was the death of bucciarati's team if bucciarati had died then bucciarati's members would have not died later on and what did what what what, what the whole point of that was that the whole point of the episode was that they were trying to explain that fate is something that is basically intertwined within someone's reality and if it's changed within someone else's it's changed within other people's realities too and that's the reality that they've both changed now the fact that mister was able to do something like jump out a window 
for Buterati to keep him alive goes to show how far, you know, their relationships, like, how far the relationship can, you know, extend to, you know, because normally you wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even think of trying to do something like that, do you know what I mean? But it was nice to know that these group of friends, even before Gianna even came to the picture, they were like, you know, firm. They were like a boulder itself, do you know what I mean? Like, they were strong. And it's nice to know that this gang, Butcherati's team, is a gang that they have been together from the beginning towards the end and they've actually stuck together and been the same fact at the beginning and towards the end whether Giorno had been in the picture or not or even Trish or even any new member do you know what I'm saying it was just it's just really nice to know that they are the same from the beginning to the end but because of the stop because Butrati didn't die on that day you know um three three of the members had to die and that was the fate of you know Jojo's bizarre adventure of episode 39 of, and of Butrati's team you know, I love Golden Wind. I love Jojo's Bizarre Adventures. I feel like they always execute it good. They always execute it right. It could have been a bit better in terms of Diavolo and uh, Requiem and stuff like that. Because now I feel like Requiem, Golden Wind Requiem is like the best ability, the strongest stand in the world. You know what I mean? Out of all stands and it shouldn't be like that. Do you know what I mean? But other than that, storyline, execution, animation, I enjoyed it man, it was a good series man, I hope you guys enjoyed it too man, today was um, a podcast on Georgia's Bizarre Adventures episode 38 slash episode 39, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast man, let me know how you feel in the voice note on this link, it will be in the description, if you guys want to send me anything, um, and yeah man, hope you guys enjoy your day today, it's been your boy Bruce, 36, I'm out, peace.